You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Arab League is urging the U.S. to reverse its decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. In a statement produced at the emergency session in Cairo this weekend, the 22 foreign ministers denounced President Trump's decision, saying it threatens to plunge the Middle East into violence. It also called on the international community to recognize a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital. The BBC's Keith Adams. Speaking at the Arab League meeting, the Lebanese foreign minister said countries should consider economic sanctions against the US to make it think again. The calls add to a chorus of criticism against the move, including from close US allies at the UN Security Council on Friday. But American officials have defended the decision and insist the country remains committed to reviving the Middle East peace process. President Trump's Jerusalem decision sparked protests today near the U.S. embassies in Indonesia and in Lebanon, where security forces used tear gas and water cannon to break up demonstrations that drew several hundred people. A commission set up by Democrats to reform the way the party selects its presidential nominees is out with a series of recommendations. NPR's Bracton Booker reports the biggest change is drastically cutting the number of superdelegates. The DNC's Unity Reform Commission wants to slash the number of superdelegates at the party's presidential convention by nearly 60%. It hopes that by doing so, it will make the Democrats' presidential nominating system, quote, more accessible, transparent, and accurate. 
Some Democrats, especially those in the more progressive wing of the party, want to change party rules. The DNC came under a wave of criticism during the 2016 primaries because some, including Bernie Sanders, so the process was tilted in favor of eventual nominee Hillary Clinton. Bracton Booker, NPR News, Washington. The mayor of San Juan says the GOP tax plan will hobble Puerto Rico. The tax proposal comes as the island recovers from Hurricane Maria, as NPR's Daniela Cheslow reports. San Juan Mayor Carmen Yulene Cruz traveled to New York this month to speak against the tax plan. In an interview in San Juan, she says the proposal will be devastating. We will get a 20% income tax on everything, every service and product that goes from Puerto Rico into the United States. That would obliterate, obliterate our economy. Current law allows U.S. companies to avoid paying federal income tax on products made in their Puerto Rico factories. Many drug companies have set up factories employing thousands of people in Puerto Rico to take advantage of the rules. The U.S. territory is more than $70 billion in debt. For NPR News, I'm Daniela Cheslow in San Juan. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. All right, folks, welcome back to News One Now. Now, some news about our show. Yesterday, uh, it was publicly announced that uh, TV One will be ending News One Now uh, at the end of this year. Our last live show uh, will take place on December 21st. Of course, we launched four years ago uh, as the uh, the first uh, daily morning show specifically targeting African Americans. Uh, this was uh, the brainchild of our CEO, Alfred Liggins, uh, of course. Uh, and uh, we uh, started this conversation back in 2012 in terms of launching this show. Uh, it has been a remarkable four years uh, with this show. This was the statement that was released, uh, actually the email that was uh, sent out by our inner general manager, Michelle Rice, to uh, all of our properties in the company. It says, of course, after four years of award-winning programming, uh, and distinguished service to our viewers as the only black daily newscast uh, on television. The network has made the difficult decision to suspend the production of News One Now as a daily morning news show. The last live show is scheduled uh, for uh, Thursday, uh, December 21st, 2017. Voters in Alabama go to the polls on Tuesday in a special election to choose a new senator, President Trump, and the RNC, endorsing Republican Roy Moore, who is accused of sexual assault. Back with me now, Van Jones, Angela Rye, and Bruce Lavelle. Uh, Angela, at a campaign event in September, one of the only African Americans in the audience asked Roy Moore for his opinion on when the last time America was great. Here's the quote. I think it was reportedly the quote, I think it was great at the time when families were united, even though we had slavery, they cared for one another, our families were strong, our country had a direction. I mean, the, the, the simplest, wisest thing for him to do in the best interest of the country and our party is to step aside and allow another Republican to get into that race because I think we would win the seat. And yet the RNCs are supporting him. Yeah. 
Well, and that's and that, that's unfortunate. I, I don't condone that. I think they made the right move in the first place. Nevertheless, today I am announcing that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning as a member of the United States Senate. I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office, and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. Senator Gillibrand, what was the tipping point for you on your colleague, Senator Franken? Well, obviously, there were new allegations today, uh, and enough is enough. I mean, this is a conversation we've been having for a very long time, and it's a conversation that this country needs to have. And I think when we start having to talk about the differences between sexual assault and sexual harassment, and unwanted groping, you are having the wrong conversation. You need to draw a line in the sand and say none of it is okay. Sarah, on Saturday, uh, President Trump's going to be at the opening of the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. We're hearing now that the civil rights icon, Congressman John Lewis, Democrat of Georgia, is not going to attend. Just a reminder for viewers, um, this is the man who was beaten by police officers for protesting Jim Crow laws in the South. He was one of the 13 original Freedom Riders, and two years ago he walked with the Obamas on the 50th anniversary of the bloody Sunday march. Beverly Young Nelson, you've heard her name. She, she's the one who's accused uh, Roy Moore of sexual assault. Um, well, today she admits altering the yearbook entry that she's been offering as proof of Moore's interest in her when she was merely a teenager. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. It's Sunday morning to you folks. Today is December 10th, 2016. I'm sorry, 2017. I wish it was 2016. 2017. And it's time for another edition of the Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's best, of course, like the man said, I'm your host, J. Ryle. I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to our panelists. First up, she's the host of a show called The Transforming Detroit, also the True Purpose Development Show, and the author of the book, uh, Pregnant in the Spirit. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Adelia. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing on this fine December day? <laughs> I am super califragilistic. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like a uh, George Clinton song. Good. No, well, no, no, no. You, know, you know how they say super califragilistic. Makes me allidocious. You were supposed to catch that day. But good morning, everyone. I did everyone. not catch it. I'm sorry, and uh, <laughs> I'll uh, do my push-ups during the break. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> good morning. And the man who gets the good first morning. and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S., the man who really runs everything around here anyway. Mr. L.E.S., man, good morning, and welcome into the serious side. Sir, how are you doing? I am great. How are you doing, uh, Jay? And how are you doing, Dr. Adelia? Good. And good morning. Not to correct you, Dr. Adelia, but it's super catchphrasalistic espialidocious. <laughs> well, That's you know, what it is. Here I, you go. I always say it makes me allidocious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you make things up, and there you go. That's what we give you every Sunday morning right here, the whatever they just said. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. <laughs> That's 
That's all it is. It means oh, nothing. Man. It's the longest word in the United in the, in the dictionary. That's all it is. You can't get that knowledge anywhere else from here, right here on the serious side. Mr. Elias, can I ask you to take it one step further? Can you spell that word? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know how it spells in a minute. <laughs> All right, no problem. Let us know. Google, how you spell Oh, my God. Look at this stuff here. All right. The only thing you can do is laugh in this environment. Of course, our dear friend and colleague, Jerome Spree from net, and the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, uh, with Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so he should be alone shortly. In the meantime, in between time, if you'd like to participate, by all means, you can pick up the phone and give us a call, 347-850-1272. Make it short and sweet. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Or you can uh, just uh, hang out in the world-famous chat room, or you can just you know, socialize on the social media websites that we monitor during the course of the show. And, of course, if your comments are good enough, we'll play those comments during the chatterbox section of the show. Something that we adopted about a year and a half ago, every month we try to do what we call uh, the Sunday morning roundtable, where we sit and we just try to have a crash course and we try to just get as many topics as we can in during the course of the next two hours. Now, you know how we do. Uh, normally, uh, we try, we have a topic per segment, and each segment lasts approximately around 20 to 30 minutes. But because of everything that's going on in the news and because of the fact that we have uh, the orange uh, tangerine in the White House, we are trying to get everything in. It's a lot to talk about. And as you heard in our opening, my God, that didn't even cover uh, what happened with Jerusalem. So tonight, today, we're going to have that conversation. And if we get stuck on the topic and we want to talk about this topic for the next two hours, that's how the roundtable works. Once again, it was uh, when we first uh, started the roundtable, people loved it. We do it on a once-a-month basis. And uh, so here we go, 347-850-1272. You can be a part of the conversation. But what I'd like to do, let's uh, start off with what we heard at the beginning of the uh, intro. Looks like News 1 is going away. Uh, on a TV one, uh, Roland uh, Martin, which is he was at CN- CNN, and then they suspended him, and he ended up being the managing uh, director uh, of News One over on TV One, which I think is the brainchild of one uh, Thomas Joyner on the uh, TJMS. Uh, so let's start right there. This is news to me. I did not know this was going on, Mr. Elias. Did you know that this show was going off the air? Yeah, I saw that uh, like man about what three or four days ago. They said the funding; they don't have the money to, to keep it going. They don't; they they can't fund funding. it. That's they what don't that's have that's the money to, to keep it going. Right, and I guess that it takes a lot of money to produce the show. So they said they don't have the funding to do it. So yeah, it's going away. Sad day, sad day. You know, you can keep Fox News that trash going. But you can't keep, you know, TV one going, you know. But it's all about it's viewership, ridiculous. man. I mean, if people are not watching, and I have to admit, I've never watched the show. Uh, I, I record you know, it. Just, every, I, I TV it every morning. I do, and I watch it when right? I get in. Yes, I set wow. I set my uh, I set my TV for it, and it and I re, I watch it every morning. I, I mean, when I come in in the evenings, I watch it. Yep. Very good show. Wow. Very. Very good. Now, I, of course, I watch clips on YouTube, uh, but I, I just—I've never watched the show. But it goes back to, and, and, you know, so I don't know if 
the people who own News One, if they're African American or not, I really don't know a lot about it. I've always been a fan of of uh, if you they want are. to treat us equally, then we need to fall under the same requirements, right? And the bottom line is if if the numbers are not there, and I'm pretty sure that's one of the main reasons why it's going away, there's no numbers. If nobody is uh, watching the show, then it's going to fall under scrutiny. And, I'm, you know, a part of me wants to say shame on us for not supporting it, but it reminded me, this reminds me of an argument that me and Mo used to have on the Jay Ryle show when she used to get upset with me because she said, you don't support our, you don't support shows. I said, you know, I said Mo, I, you know, it's not that I don't support shows. I mean, we should be held to to the same standard. If it's not something that people want to listen to, uh, then, you know, it's all about choice, right? Am I looking at this wrong? Uh, okay. I, like I said, I supported it. But, I mean, at 6.30 in the morning, I'm on my way to work. That's when it comes on here. You know, so that's, I mean, that's that's just my, my thing. I, at 6.30 in the morning, I, I, I just I made a conscious effort to say, okay, I'm not going to be able to watch this, so at 6.30, I'm going to uh, record it. I just TiVo it. And I, I, like I said, when I come in the evenings, after I get down with doing what I'm doing, I turn it on and watch it. I like the show. I think it's, I think it's very, very informative. I think it, and I think that Roland Martin's a very intelligent uh, brother, and that, you know, man, look... <laughs> It, 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 to me, it's just a shame that it's going away. It is. What, what Dr. Crystal D, have you ever watched the show? Uh, I'm sorry, but no, because I, you know, I don't hardly watch TV that much. And when That's I do, true. it's a very specific show. I do watch certain things, and I barely get a chance to watch it. I may be catching up on a series of something. Just before the next series is coming coming on or something. No, so no, no. So I you, apologize. So you been so you been watch. Um. Yes. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, so that's often, okay. I mean, that's yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. yeah. If I, I do, I yeah, because I, I really don't. I don't even think about it like that. So, yeah. I mean, CNN may do. You know, I have certain shows that I watch, but no, I haven't, and I do apologize. But I do love TV One. But um, when I, but here, here, whoa, whoa, you know, before if, you go any further, why are you apologizing? Because <laughs> I can't, I can't participate in this part of the discussion. <laughs> if you want, no, it's not. My, well, it's not. It's, well, you know what? But you're a perfect. You are. You are a perfect example of this discussion. My point is, is that, you know, if we want to be treated equal, then we need to be held to the same standards. If your programming is not attracting me there for whatever reason. I mean, it could be advertising, and advertising falls under funding. So that could be the reason why there's an issue. Uh, I just, I've never watched it. I, I've never watched it because I, ne- I didn't know what time it came on. I, I thought it was a Sunday morning show. I didn't know it came no. out every 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 morning. Every morning. I know every morning at 6.30 here in, in, in Indiana. It comes on every morning at 6.30. So I well, watched it. I didn't it. know. I didn't know. Well, I, I don't know, and I don't know if people fact, should apologize I, for not watching the show. One of my partners is, you know, he he appears on there quite often, Tony Woods, and you know, hey man, they they, they get it in, man. Yeah, it's a, to me, I think it's a good show. It's just my opinion, though. Other people might not like it, but I, I thought it was a great show. No, uh-huh. and, I, and I think you're probably right about that. I'm just, you know, once again, not a, I just haven't. Uh, 
just haven't watched it. And so, you know, so listen, uh, congratulations for being on the air for four years. Uh, it's unfortunate that this is going down. Uh, but, you know, a part of me is like, wow, how do I feel about this? Because, you know, at the same time, like our show, people don't, you know, we don't get a lot of live listeners. Most of our listeners come, you know, through podcasts. People listen when they have the opportunity or the time to listen. I was talking to a dear friend of mine earlier this week. He says, well, man, I got to go. I said, what's going on? He says, look, he said, I got to get my four hours into the serious side. I said, what do you mean? He says, every, you know, I got to go back and listen. He said, I'm going to listen to last Sunday show, which I'm not there to listen to. He said, because I missed the Sunday prior show, I'm about about to listen to it. I said, really? He said, yeah, every, every, he says, every Tuesday morning, I turn on the serious side. He said, I can't wait to hear what you guys had to say, blah, 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 blah. I said, wow. So that's the, you know, that's the purpose, and that's the reason for having the ability to listen to things at your own leisure. I I do want to add something here, though. Um, I I, want to add something, because I think that, okay, ask the question, is advertisement Pay, play a part of that. Not enough. Not enough marketing. It had or, to be because he said funny. You know, so yeah. So, so essentially, the responsibility doesn't. I don't think fall on the viewer so much as it falls on that marketing team, and that's where, from a from a CEO or an executive standpoint, it boils down to no excuses, because there there are too many ways. To market and maybe and even from the executive standpoint, they uh, there could have been another marketing team delegated. I'm not sure, but to say that there's no funding, um, to to even not hear about this until today, it should have been, you know, on so many um, sites or whatever. Like this is getting ready to happen if we don't do this, that, or the third. You know, you do you love this show? Keep us on the air. You know, I'm just saying. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's a, you know, black people need to support so much as there was a, somebody dropped the ball internally in terms of marketing. And even from the executive standpoint, for even the executive who delegated that team to not speak up and force the hand to do what, you know, whatever needed to be done to keep it live. So I don't, I don't. But see, I think that's unfair. I, I, I think that's I unfair too. because they're competing. They're com- well, do, well, let me tell you why. Unfair. Because they're competing in a market where you have, okay, ABC, NBC, CBS, right? With the exception of CBS and ABC, actually, most of the main uh, channels have their own cable news outlet. I mean, you're talking about money on top of money on top of money. They are a small fish in a big pond. That's like coming out and saying that. Well, there's, you know, let's say, let's talk, let's talk about this show, for example. You know, we're here every Sunday because we pay to be here. No one pays us to come to the show. We pay for the airtime, right? So if we were in a situation where we had to get sponsorship to get people to come and be a part of the show or or get us, you know, more headlines or whatever the case may be, okay. you know, it's kind of unfair to say that because we're competing in a market. Where I mean, good God, we're a small fish in a in a huge oh. pod. And when you add YouTube okay. television, when you add you know all these different uh, forms, Doctor Princess O.D., I'm not sure how fair that is. I don't think they will ever okay. have a fair shake, right? Okay. Because they just don't, you know they don't what? have the marketing all behind them. Oh and my are the money. God, woe is me. Woe. I had to see if my phone was on mute. No, it's not I want woe is me. I want you. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear okay, this for one minute. I, Let me ahead, explain something to you. 
there are so many cases of first becoming the last becoming first and the first becoming last. If 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 you see yourself as the little small fish and you come at it from that 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 point of defeat, but there's also so reality, be it. Dr. So be it. I don't care. No 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 no. You decide what your reality is. If you think you're big enough to stand, <laughs> you, don't. you do what you have to do. Yes yes. No seriously. No seriously. Because no. you know what? No. You can make you can make. I'm telling you. For example, you can make something that is not relevant become relevant um, by. Right. However, the script is. However, you're okay. Let me ask you a question. Then. Let's use you. And let's maybe use, they let's just use want you as an example. Let's use okay. you as an example. Oh, absolutely. Book, Come on. Pregnant in the mm-hmm. spirit. I have so now, why is it not? Why, why, hold up, no, no, stop. Why is it not a New York top seller? Why is it not on the on the bestseller list? And you know what? And guess what? Can I? I'm going to say something to you. In two seconds. Well, not in two seconds. In 2018. I have a plan, and it will be. But guess what is? Guess what I did do with it? And, so and I have a whole... No, 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 listen. No, no. No, 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 listen. I have a process. Everything that I'm doing is in a certain system, a certain format. The the transformation tours, the that vehicle, the whole foundation of that was founded off of Pregnant in the Spirit. Okay, so as I go out, I haven't marketed the book per se, but the movement itself and what we have done globally, my entire empire, we took it global. It went from a local status okay, to a wait, okay, global status. And, and now listen, listen, listen. No, 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 no. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So I did it. I haven't marketed it. I haven't marketed it yet, and it's and you so, know okay, why? Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I need you. I need you to hear. I need you to hear. Let me tell you. I need you to hear but, something that was very key that I recognize that is relevant to this point. When I first did the first edition of Pregnant in the Spirit, it had, even though I didn't realize it at the time, a very religious tone. There is a second edition that is coming out in 2018 that is inclusive of everyone, and it has a very global tone to it where it'll speak to whoever regardless of any religious base and it it has a different tone because I have come into a different level of consciousness so I see that the first edition is definitely for for maybe people who are religious and Christian they would appreciate it more because it's it's kind of that one that's edging towards consciousness and they can understand it and see it, and it's for them. But the second edition is a global perspective, which is why I did not, and I made a, a very strategic choice not to market it, market the first one quite like that until okay, I have the okay, okay, second all right. edition oh, oh, okay, out, and they're both together. Okay, let me ask you this question because we're decision. running out of time. I did, I did not anticipate this one taking this long. Okay, mm-hmm, and I'm not, mm-hmm. and look, trust me, I'm not picking on you, okay, because I think what oh, you no, do no. Is, 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 is fabulous. But here's the deal. Let's talk about, you, you know, the True Purpose the true purpose Global Initiative. This is something that you've been working on ever since I've been knowing you. I've been knowing you for a long time. So that's not a household name when it comes to African Americans. That's not your fault. You're putting in the work. You're doing what you have to do. But can someone come back and say to you, well, okay, whoa, whoa is you. No one else. I can go out here and ask 10 black people about that, and all 10 will probably tell me they never heard of it. So is that your That's fault? That's not true. But I don't know. I don't know. I bet you this I can. 
the foundation. The foundation that is required is required. Is it your fault, required. Dr. And there's also, that they don't no, know about what you do? It's, it's not about fault. It's about the plan, the internal plan. And, yes, it, okay, it, it so would be, I have to say, it's because same. I didn't do it. Why yes. can't you apply that to what's going on with News One and Roland Martin? You know, oh my God, it's the marketing is people's fault. So can you come back and say it's your marketing is people's fault for you not being where no, you are? I haven't given them the assignment. Where it's relevant, it is relevant, and for a whole lot of people, you can ask people about okay. it. You can ask people about it, and they do know it. So that's different. They may say they may know my name quicker than they know that. But whatever it is, the strategy has been in place. And there has been some balls dropped on my side, okay? I have to accept that. But I cannot say and look at my audience and say it's their fault. I have to say it's coming from internal. Now, it hasn't – it's all well, up point. to me. Right. It's all up to me where it goes. And, and the fact that it went global, there's a strategy in place. And there's been a restructuring okay. in place this past okay. the past two years for okay. the actual, okay. you know, the the full no, no, I, I as we're it. doing it. But we've right. laid foundation. All right, we got to step so, out. Okay, we yeah, we got to step out. We got to step out. We got to step out. No, 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 no. Listen, I don't, you know, and I but hate you right. that because I know you were going to be, oh my God, let me tell you why my thing. No, no, listen, I was no, just trying uh, to make uh, a no, point no, no, with us pointing fingers at that group. We're very successful. No, 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 because we're very okay. All right, I got it. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Mr. Mm-hmm. Elias, I'll give you the last word on this. We have to move on. Well, I think it's a damn shame that TV One is, 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 you know, been, you know, I mean, uh, News One is not going to be there anymore because I agree with you, Jay. Fox Fox viewers, they get behind their, their people. Bill O'Reilly had how many viewers? Sean Hannity had how many viewers? You know, they stand behind their people. You know, well, has. They've had these people. They stand behind that people. We don't. And that's just it. Bottom line. Mm. Wow. Okay. I, I, I mean, don't well, think you know what I say with that, that. situation. Well, well yeah, I'll count on your team on that one. All right, listen. We're we're we'll, we'll, uh, it's the Sunday morning roundtable. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to have this conversation on the other side. Plus, we have so much to get into. That's the beautiful thing about the Sunday morning roundtable. But as you know, since October, we started a thing called In Four Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know. This morning, a little bit of justice for our folks. Here we are in four minutes or less right here on the TGRS Radio Network. We'll be back on the other side. Michael Slager didn't have to testify, but he clearly wanted to tell his own story in his own words. At times, he was tearful. My family has been destroyed by this. Scott's family has been, been destroyed by this. It's horrible. Former North Charleston police officer Michael Slager was here on the witness stand trying to convince jurors he's not a murderer, saying that he killed Walter Scott in 2015 because at the time, he said he felt threatened. And at that point, I made the decision to use the force. Mr. Scott never stopped. He's always dangerous. The prosecutors asked how dangerous could Scott have been if he was running away from the officer unarmed. They even made Slager stand up and hold a tape ruler to show how far Scott ran before Slager started firing. It was 18 feet. I didn't know what was going on with distance. I didn't know what was going on with all that. So I fired my firearm until the threat was stopped. 
Shortly after the shooting, Slager told investigators he thought Scott was running away with his taser. On the witness stand, he said he now knows that's not true, that it fell to the ground. Slager says the two fought over the taser in a struggle that happened before the cell phone reporting. But he has trouble explaining what he's seen doing here, picking up the taser from one location and moving it closer to Scott's body. I don't know why I dropped it on the ground, but I did pick it up seconds later. Was it because I was fleecing my gear? I can't, I can't even answer to that. Lawyers for Scott's family says it looks to them like Slager was planning evidence. You always wonder, well, why exactly did he run back and pick it up uh, and then actually drop it by Mr. Scott's dead body? Mines former police officer Michael Slager now sentenced for the fatal shooting of an unarmed black man after a traffic stop. Here's ABC's Steve Osinsami tonight. The former South Carolina police officer in this alarming cell phone video is headed to federal prison tonight for 20 years. One of the longest sentences ever handed down to an officer in a racially charged shooting. In court, families on both sides broke into tears as the judge sent 36-year-old Michael Slager away. From the beginning, he claimed self-defense. Fired, killed, but today, Judge David Norton refused to believe this, saying Slager shot an unarmed man in the back as he ran away. My soul is rejoicing right now. The family of 50-year-old Walter Scott told Slager they forgive him for everything. Slager says he's grateful, telling them, I wish I could go back and change that day. I accept it, and we want to move on. There are no winners here. One man is dead and another is leaving behind a young child as he heads to prison. Slager's team has two weeks to decide if they'll appeal. It's four minutes or less is sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's best. We'll be right back after this. Today, about one in five Americans is living with a disability. Over 50 million people, including many of our friends and neighbors, teachers and co-workers, heroes, and leaders. 20 years ago, the Americans with Disabilities Act guaranteed every person the right to live, work, and participate fully in the American experience. We've come a long way since then, and we are committed to making even more progress in the years ahead. Visit disability.gov to see how you can help. The call-in number is 347-850-1272. Now back to the show. The only African-American in the audience asked Roy Moore for his opinion on when the last time America was great. Here's the quote. I think it was reportedly the quote. I think it was great at the time when families were united, even though we had slavery. <laughs> that guy is running for the U.S. Senate. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call in number. 347-850-1272. That's right. Roy Moore says that America was great when we had slavery. You know, the families couldn't be together, but the bottom line is America was more wholesome back in the day. Uh, boy, I tell you what, this is a bunch of nonsense that's going on in America. Welcome to the Sunday morning uh, Sunday morning roundtable for the month of December, uh, the last one of the year, obviously. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, Mr. Elias, when you, when you think about this and you, you, you look at what the hell's going on in American politics? You have to ask yourself or pinch yourself and say, "Hey, is this real?" I mean, can a guy who's a, a, a you know a, a freaking child molester, uh, you rubbing off fourteen-year-olds' boobs and all this nonsense as a thirty-some-year-old dude? Uh, this guy, he's going to win. 
When you yeah. look at the numbers, he is going to win. I mean, and so Alabamians are saying, well, you know, the bottom line is we'd rather have him in than a liberal Democrat. I mean, is this is yeah. what it's all boiled down to, Mr. Elias? Yes, of, of course it is. I watched this on Vice News, and they had a Republican strategist come in, and, and he had a room full of um, Republicans, and that's exactly what they said, that we would rather have a, a Republican than a Democrat. And they said, even though he's a child molester, they, and they said, well, he, 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 it hasn't been proven, and he said, it's 14 women coming forth to say this against him. And you don't think that they, and the woman, the one woman said, well, um, it was 30, it was 30 something years ago and now they're coming forth with it. I can't believe that. And then another woman said, well, and back when I was 15, I dated a 31 year old guy. And, 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 and she kept on going and kept on going. And the, the moderator said, so did you tell anybody about it? And she said, no. And he, and she, and he said, how many years is, is it ago now, now that you're talking about it? He says, and and these women were blaming the women that came out. This, this is the uh, this is the atmosphere in, in, in Alabama. I was like, wow, this you guy, know, it's just crazy. You it know, there crazy. was a they interviewed a they interviewed a pastor from Alabama, Dr. Prince Odia, and this guy pretty much said, well, you know, you have to understand, back you know, forty years ago, yes. that, that was kind of the way we did business. Yes, that's you know, what we dated young the youngest. That's what a guy said. Yep. Mhm. That's what that's so, what one of the guys on the panel said. You know, that was that was the norm back then, and it was like, huh? Really? Wow. It, uh, to me, it's crazy. And that, this is how this is how we live in today's society. Yeah. Al Franken is stepping down, and Donald Trump is is, is a as a molester too, a child molester, and. And he's he's endorsing a child molester. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you said that. Donald Trump. Whoa, 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 Mr. Elias. Now yes. you yes. said that Donald Trump's a child molester. He's not a child molester. Yes, he is. Okay, a molester of women, right? No, no he's I'm a child you, molester. I'm asking you for he clarity, Mr. Elias. He has cases brought against him, against from his one of his closest partners. They have, they they have been been brought up on charges. Yes, from children. Yes. No. Look it up. Okay. I mean, you know, that's the that's that's the reason why uh that's the reason why we do what we do. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. Didn't I know that, that was the case with Donald Trump? You know, so Dr. Prince O D there's a commercial that uh that uh, the uh I think the Alabama Republican Party has put out and I want to make sure I'll get clarity on that because I don't want to give them credit for doing something good if they didn't do anything good. But I think the commer- I think they did. And this commercial shows young little white girls that are the same age of the alleged victims saying, I mean, you know, what if this is your girl? What if, what if this is your daughter? It goes back to the mis- you know, it goes back to that old Tom to kill thing where, where the guy asked them, Matthew McConaughey told them to close their eyes and describe what happened to the young black girl, but then said, but she's white, and all of a sudden, you know, I, you know, obviously it was Hollywood, but the point was, you know, it's it's always easy to look at things from a different light when it's not affecting you, or if it's not in your household. But once it's in your household, you look at things a little differently. So that being said, you know, how are we at a place where people are actually thinking that this is okay, that this is a good thing? Is she on mute, man? 
If she doesn't know, know it, she probably is. Okay, she, and you know, know what? And you're yeah, right, you're that's right. That's what it was. It's this chick here, man. Go ahead, doctor. Okay, listen. I'm sorry, I don't want to say chick. I don't want to get in trouble. Yes, that's right, darling. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. but you, this is what I need you guys Don't to, call I need me you to darling, do for me. Sexual harassment. <laughs> I know that's right, right? <laughs> um, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> I'm glad that you're in Texas. Please don't put out something on me. But anyways, um, can I say, oh, can you please repeat that, okay? I, I no, so I'm apologize. I'm not going to repeat it. Just I'm not, give not, me your comments. No, no, you know what? You know what I know? Comment on what are we commenting on, Trump? I apologize. Oh God, I had you on mute. No, I had oh you on mute. I thought we were still singing the song on the break. I had walked away from from the phone. Please I'm, don't I'm tell people this. Busy, okay, busy all right, we're gonna apologize. Okay, can you, you just tell me what you're doing? All right, three four no, seven. No, no, three four seven eight five. I got you. I got your yeah. back. Three four seven. Eight five zero one two. I can't wait to read the comments that's going to come in. I'm going to read every yes. last one of them that that talks about this. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Are we talking about what's going on with uh, Roy Moore? You know, Donald Trump. He goes to Florida, right, to mm-hmm. campaign for uh, Roy Moore. Now, so he's 20 minutes away. I mean, th- this is the hypocrisy and the nonsense. And just the childish type crap that they're doing. So instead of yeah. him being a man, just go to freaking Alabama. But he goes 21 miles from where, you know, the from Mobile, I think it was, right? And so now he's like right, he's right there in the same television media market. And I'm, is it is it is, was it Mobile, Alabama, or uh, I can't think of where where where. Uh, where, where uh, Roy Jones is head, Roy Jones, not Roy Jones, Roy Moore is headquartered. But anyway, you get the point. So he was in Florida, 20 minutes away, uh, right across the Alabama-Florida border, campaigning for an Alabama Senate uh, person because he knew that they were showed on television in uh, Alabama. Th- this guy is a nincompoop, man. This guy is a troll. What's going on right now with the American presidency is something that, uh, in my opinion, uh, is unprecedented, and it's never going to change. It isn't. And so here we are, people in Alabama saying that it's okay. Well, back, you know, 40 years ago, you know, that's what, that's how they got down. They dated yeah. young girls. Yeah. I mean, this is America, man. In the words of my man from uh, James Evans from uh, Coming to America. This is America, Jack. I mean, what the hell is this? What are we doing? I'll tell you so what we're man, doing. We're, we're making so an excuse. A man, yes, we're this making an excuse a man for this white man. Mm. Who put the Ku Klux Klan in jail for killing four little black girls at a at, at church. Mm-hmm. And now they are bad mouthing this guy. They're gonna he's gonna lose to a guy who's rubbing mm-hmm. on fourteen year olds, a guy who was banned from the mall because he was hanging around talking to teenagers. Yes. And this surprises you, huh? Uh uh uh. This uh, this surprises you? Not uh, not none of the surprises me anymore, not man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I love you guys too on on how you you really brought that knowledge to the table. Um, about the topic. About the topic. Are you guys hearing the feedback? Are you guys hearing the feedback? Yeah, yeah. It's strong too. It's strong too. 
Very strong. Very oh, strong. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think I need to hang I up and call right back. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But anyway, the, um, the, um, the, the essence of the whole the deal is that the they're going to put a child molester in the center. And, and that's, that's the bad and, part. And that's, that's the bad part. I don't. Uh, Jay, are you still here? Uh, Jay, are you still here? Okay. I think it's. I think it's. Okay, Doctor D. I don't okay, know. Dr. I think it's Jay's phone. But the 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 whole deal is that. Yeah, they, I'm hearing it. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna put a child molester in and in the Senate. And in the Senate. And that, that that I don't I don't get how they do it, but hey, unbelievable. The same way they put the same way they put a president in office that feels that because he has money he has the right to fill on women's asses. That's that's why that's how they're doing this. Okay, that's how we're doing this, and. Um, so, hey, and, and he speaks about it. It's no big deal. He's still in office. He smiles. And as a matter of fact, it was a topic like we were sitting around having coffee and tea, and it was a conversation that passed. Nobody's even talked about it. It's not a big deal. This is no. what this is. I mean, it's like, hey, no big deal. And as a matter of fact, who flaunts the people who some of them who who say that, that they were touched or it had been there were allegations indicating such and he brings them, hey, look, ask them. They're in the audience. You know, he just, yes. he boasts about it. So why not? Why not have a Senate? Why not have a whole entire why office that believes in sexual harassment and all kinds of things? I mean, no big deal, right? I mean, no big deal, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was, and I'm, I, I, I hope and we're going to talk about this at some point. Um. Um, what had happened to Congressman Connors this week, which I, maybe on this form I can speak my mind. Yeah, I, I think you should, yeah, yeah go ahead, Dr. Okay, I have a question, though. The feedback is really bad. Do, if, if, do you hear that? I don't know if our audience is hearing the horrible feedback. All right, now I don't hear it. So who, did Jay hang up? Ms. Jellyes, maybe I'm the only one here. No, you're not, um, Doctor Delia. But oh. the bottom line is, you know, okay. I, I don't, I don't get, I don't. My 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 whole process has changed about the American politics system because I don't, I don't get people that that would, you know, back back in the day, you know, even Mitch McConnell is, is changing his tune now, you know. And, and it just sickens me that they're doing this. Jay, I don't. Jay, Jay I, don't, we cannot Jay, hear you, man. Hear if you're you, trying man. to talk, if you're trying and you're to getting talk, a lot of feedback, you need to call back in. You need to call back in. But for Mitch McConnell to to, Mitch to change his tune, it sickens me. And like I said, the Democrats don't have any balls because they're getting rid of Al Franken. And and and, they, and 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 just don't they don't stand behind their people. The Republican Party they they're putting up a, a child molester in, in the Senate. They're going to put a child molester in the Senate, and you think they care? Unbelievable. No, and, they don't and, and, care. 
And then and 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 you hear all these news stories talking about well they're gonna have to pay for that and 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 the uh, when it when it comes to the election time you think that they give oh, a damn man. about what happened they have gerrymandered no. these districts so bad that they don't give a damn and they That's put, right. they, they, put the, they put their supreme the supreme court justices in place so that they don't have to worry about the gerrymandering I'm waiting to see what that decision is gonna be handed down from the supreme court mm-hmm. because. If, if they don't change that gerrymandering, mm-hmm. the, the Republican Party is good for God knows how many years. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This is what problem I have. The Democratic Party seem to not stand together. I'm just so um, I'm disgruntled in how it even went down with Congressman Kyers, who's done. Yes. <laughs> I mean, gosh, have mercy. It's unbelievable. They've been standing behind you. Decades of work. Decades of work. No, they didn't. The Black Caucus looked down on him for, and, and I'm not, I, it's so much of a, of a touchy subject in terms of how, because it was a woman, but you know, the woman gave her testimony and how she Dr. came to his hotel room at 11 o'clock. She came to his room at 11 o'clock at night, and he came out in some okay, boxes can, and, a, and a tank top. I mean... Can, can I ask you a question, though, Dr. Yes. Did, when you say the, the yes. Congressional Black Caucus? I don't think... See, I think that they came no, they along at they, the they, very they end looked, because... No, they snared they him. Didn't, they didn't announce him until the look, end, though, right? No, they set up, and they were not on his team. You would have thought that he what? was some evil person. No. They, they like to me. It's like erasing decades of. Ex- we wouldn't have Martin Luther King Day if it wasn't for him. We would not. A lot of things that that. But they didn't abandon him, Doctor Prince until the end. Which means until the end. Until any. Well, they don't give a well, shit well, if I'm it saying, was in the end or the middle. It doesn't matter. The fact that it was done the way it well, was I done. I don't give a. I don't okay. care. Because guess what? Okay. The Republicans still stand by, by their party. Yes, their they people do. stand by. And therefore, when you talk about black people, we talk about black people and, 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 and excuse my friends, but a damn TV show. Let's talk about black people and standing up for our right and, and supporting each other when we need to support each other. Like this scenario here. Anybody else come up? No, somebody said he rubbed his, rubbed her hand. Okay, okay. I mean, you don't want his hand rubbed. I, I, I mean, tell, you know, say, look, don't rub my hand. And I'm sure he wouldn't probably rub the hand again. I mean, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, even what has come forth on congressmen from 30 years ago is not even remotely close to this other stuff. And our people failed. It wasn't a good, was it good three weeks? Before it hit the news, and we're telling him, get the hell out. Yes. So come on, man. I don't want to hear about a damn TV show. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Well, you know, this is a good point. Okay, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because you bring up an excellent point, and what's happening, what's happening, what's happening is that the resignation of Al Franken, and I'm sorry we had some technical difficulties early, earlier, the resignation of Al Franken has really set in motion from what I've been seeing this past week, Ms. Elias, a lot of female reporters and a lot of female people are coming out and saying, well, wait a minute now, we have to be careful here. And here's where now I have a problem with uh, Senator uh, Gillenbrand from New York. 
I have a problem with what she was saying. Because if you heard in the lead-in, she was talking about, well, if you're having a conversation about groping or touching, none of it's wrong. None of it's right. None of it. And look, even though what she's saying makes sense, but you can't sit here and say that what Al Franken did is on the same level of what a Roy Jones has done. Right? Right. What Trump has talked about doing. And so you can't see there and can put it all in one bucket. This last accusation that came out against Al Franken was a woman who said, well, you know, he put his hands on my back uncomfortably. You know, what the hell is it? Oh, God. We have to stop with this nonsense. Um, Yeah. We have to stop with uh, this. It's just petty. It's petty. I mean, come on, here's something else. You know what? This is going to. Yeah, thank you. Talk to him, Dr. Prince O'D, because I'm going to tell you something. People are going to get upset with this comment that I'm about to make, and I don't care. You know, people are starting to compare this. Here it is. Oh, my God, all these women. We're going to come out, and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Women's this, women that. Look, look, the most powerful people, the most meaningful people in my life are women. So don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. But everybody always wants to compare their plight to civil rights. You know, the gays and lesbians did it. So now you're hearing uh, women, oh, you know, they did, uh, look, see, they, they, they stop it. You guys weren't hung and, and beaten because you were women. You know what I'm saying? Emmett Till was killed because he whistled at a white woman. She lied on him. The Central Park Five, you know, they got rounded up because of white, because they, they, they supposedly claimed a, a, a raped a white woman who identified them, and the DNA had to come back and clear them. So stop with this nonsense. There has you know to what? be a difference. I, I, I just really want to, you know, listen, let me tell you something. If, if one man, one man, <laughs> and most of these, and I'm going to refer to business in, in a, cor- a corporate perspective because most of these allegations that are coming forth are definitely from individuals who are in a corporate setting of some sort. So, Let's talk about that. Ladies, my question is, who should pay for you not knowing your value, your your own guidelines and restrictions for yourself, your your boundaries? Who should pay for that, you or the man? For example, Somebody comes to your ho- you go to a hotel room at 11 o'clock at night. Now we talk about men being different from women, and and it's a, it's almost a be joke careful, about men. Men are okay, okay, but I'm saying men. I know being, you be, uh, you know, be careful. No, no, no just be quiet. Men being <laughs> men having you know their 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 sexual desires, quote unquote, are supposed to be so much. Um, more profound than ours, et cetera, all of this other stuff. So we know how men think. A man, I don't give a dang on if he's a boss or whatever, he invites you to a hotel room at 11 o'clock at night. The man is thinking one thing. If she comes, a man is not, a man doesn't care about, I mean, he's not trying to psychoanalyze the situation. He invited you to your hotel room, so he's probably thinking, well, you've got to know if you come to my room at 11 o'clock at night what this is about, right? So you do that, and then you you come forth because you were ignorant in some kind of way, not in a bad way, just, just ignorant from a standpoint of not knowing that 
listen, this you is are right. wading in dangerous waters, Doctor Princess Odie. I'm you just really saying. Are. I'm, I'm no, just you know what? You know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We have to set, you know, it, and then the same thing. Okay, now that's something that's straight out there. But, the, but, and, and like I said, she, she felt bad. And I'm not, and that's why I've been so quiet about this. And I'm using your form to kind of speak a little bit more than I've, I haven't said anything when I have really been a, an advocate for Congressman Kyers and all that he's done and putting information out about everything because it's just sad to me that even our community was, were very, have been very unaware, even locally. Um, of his accomplishments and all that he, the foundations that he has laid for black people. So this is this is my thing. You have that scenario where a woman just outright goes to a hotel at 11 o'clock at night, 12, whatever, and you think that the guy wants to have a conversation. You need to automatically know that for you, you need to set a boundary, and that's not acceptable, and it's not professional. So, you know, Hey, don't go there. But let me ask you something. But let me ask you something. Second of all, let me ask you this before you get off your first point, because this is a different show. You're going to be able to continue your point even after the, uh, into the next segment. My question for you is this. If she goes to the hotel room, what are you saying? Okay, yeah, she goes there. She may be naive to think that, you know, hey, he wants to sit down and talk. Maybe she want to have some drinks with him. No, listen, I'm serious. So and she he, goes to the hotel room, mm-hmm. and something goes down. Are you saying it's her fault for going to the hotel room at I'm 11.30 at night? I'm not I'm, saying I'm just asking I'm you for saying, clarity. What I'm saying is set boundaries, okay? So, I mean, you have to have a personal boundary. Come on, let's use our brains here. I was propositioned. I, I think I, I don't know if I said it on the show. I was propositioned by someone an entertainer not too long ago a couple months ago actually you said it, you said that, an entertainer yes he well he's a he's a celebrity wow. he's a tv celebrity and and guess what this, this oh, I thought, the well I thought you were now, talking about well, Stevie well, my bad go ahead finish your thought shut up you know I'm, I'm going to leave you you leave me alone so anyways this man i used to watch i won't even say his name because you would definitely know him but i i if if he was in a tv show man i'm or in a movie i'm watching that movie cuz he and he's a, a big a big star so I'm I love him he's funny as hell you know hey his name is on it I'm there I got I got to see it so anyways I meet this guy personally and it went from inviting me to dinner to it being late because they were making a movie and he's late I get that okay fine but then he invites me to the hotel and I say is there a lounge there now I'm he knew I wanted to interview him. So I'm thinking, you know, is it a lounge? And he says, no, there's no lounge. I need you to come. You can come to my suite. You know, I mean, look, we're going to kick it. I'm not kicking it. It's freaking 11. It's after 11 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know you like that. And even if I did, that's not, you know, unless we're like buddy, buddy, buddies, and, and, and you've, it's already been established that we're just friends or whatever. Um mm. I'm not coming there. I'm not going there with you. But I knew you asking me to come, you're inviting me to your room on that level. It's We're not trying to do business. So, no, I'm not doing it. And and some more went on, but it made me where I don't even want to ever watch a movie with him in it because he's completely disrespectful. But I'm not saying that a you woman should go to a room. No, I didn't say. I said, I said completely oh, disrespectful. 
So, oh. yeah, so anyways, this is my thing. Women, we have to have some boundaries, okay? Don't put yourself in compromising positions, literally. I, I really, I mean, literally, just don't, okay? I, I also understand that if you are friends with somebody and you you are friends and then that person crossed the line, get whatever, in whatever kind of capacity, and you happen to be there at night, that's a very unfortunate situation. If you have befriended someone, you've been friends for a while or whatever, and this person... Um, takes advantage of you on, on, on a night out of having fun or whatever. Yes, you need to come forward. So this makes it a very a very fine line here. But when some a lot of times the people that are come forward, they're not even in that type of relationship. This has been, oh well I met him and he said we were going out to party and then I went to his room and it was midnight and he invited me over. What the hell? Why are you there? Like no that's about that's a boundary you don't cross. You don't go there because you could be put in a compromising position. And just like in this scenario that I was in, this guy is like tall, muscular. Man, please, he would have taken advantage of me. And if I even tried to fight, I would have been in trouble and I would have been deemed a fool. Talk about well, I went to his room and I thought I went to his room and I thought he wasn't gonna do anything because he was really Terry nice. Cruz. Yeah, right. Okay, Cruz. so I I. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say even if you guess the person, okay. I won't tell you. Right. So anyway. Okay. So, right. no, well, we he, he, right, he was black. Hold that thought. We, but, we, okay, we have to step out. I'm gonna let you finish on the other side. We have to step out. We have to stay with our time. All right. So come on back. I'm, I just want to hear the rest of this story myself. It's very intriguing, to to say the least. Doctor Prince's OD in the mix. All right, look, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's Sunday morning. It's the round table. And uh, we're talking. We're having a conversation. That's what this show's all about. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. We'll be right back.
Beverly Young Nelson, you've heard her name. She, she's the one who's accused uh, Roy Moore of sexual assault. Uh, well, today she admits altering the yearbook entry that she's been offering as proof of Moore's interest in her when she was merely a teenager. Now back to the show. Welcome back here, 347 You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Ralph Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's fast. It's the Sunday morning roundtable for the month of December, their last one for 2017. Obviously, this is a monthly thing that we do where we just kind of try to talk about everything at once. No format. We'll just continue to talk about whatever is on our mind. Let's uh, say good morning to our panelists once again. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Odilia. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I am amazing. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. All righty. And uh, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. And the smartest man in the world has made his... uh, Debut for this Sunday morning, the one and only Mr. Jerome is free from his free radio.net. What's going on, man? What's happening? Hey, nothing much, man. How you doing? Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, hey. 347-850-1272. All right, we were talking about uh, this whole thing with sexual harassment. You know, Senator Gillibrand, she comes out and makes these comments about, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It's all the same. We're having the wrong conversation. And I, even though I get her point as a whole, bottom line is that the Democrats are going to regret what happened by letting Al Franken go. Al Franken, one of the one one of the one of the few members of Congress who's really been out there promoting women's rights. He resigned. He resigned this past week. And let's listen to a part of his resignation speech. And then we'll get back to the conversation at hand. Online radio at its best. A couple months ago. I felt that we had entered an important moment in the history of this country. We were finally beginning to listen to women about the ways in which men's actions affect them. The moment was long overdue. I was excited for that conversation and hopeful that it would result in real change that made life better for women all across the country and in every part of our society. Then the conversation turned to me. Over the last few weeks, a number of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions had affected them. I was, I was shocked. I was upset. But in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful of that broader conversation, because all women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. I think that was the right thing to do. I also think it gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. I said at the outset that the Ethics Committee was the right venue for these allegations to be heard and investigated and evaluated on their merits, that I was prepared to cooperate fully 
and that I was confident in the outcome. You know, an important part of the conversation we've been having the last few months has been about how men abuse their power and privilege to hurt women. I am proud that during my time in the Senate, I have used my power to be a champion of women, and that I have earned a reputation as someone who respects the women I work alongside every day. I know there's been a very different picture of me painted over the last few weeks, but I know who I really am. Serving in the United States Senate has been the great honor of my life. I know in my heart that nothing I have done as a senator, nothing has brought this honor on, on this institution. And I am confident that the Ethics Committee would agree. Nevertheless, today I am announcing that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning as a member of the United States Senate. I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office, and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. Online radio at its best. So that was a portion of Al Franken's uh, resignation speech. Now, before the break, Dr. Prince of the day, I want you to finish your thought that I definitely want to get into this conversation. So you were talking about this whole thing going to hotel rooms at 11 o'clock at night, and, and I just wanted you to be careful because, you know, that was the defense of some people who were with Mike Tyson saying, you know, the bottom line is if you go at that time of night, you know what you're going to get, so you shouldn't be, well, you know, you shouldn't look at it any differently. So I just want to make sure that we clarify those remarks because it doesn't matter. If a female says no, you need to stop. I don't give a damn if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. That's, right? I understand that. That's, that's not my point. My point is okay. to the ladies, set your boundaries. Don't be so naive. And, then, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it, the, uh, in many cases, some of these girls, didn't, they, barely, they barely knew the people. Or even if they do, I understand nobody has a right. And I don't care. You can, you can be trusting of someone. Uh, females can be very trusting of someone. And, and um, you know, they'll just go because they think, oh, they're cool, they're nice, and they're friendly. I could have thought a few weeks ago, well, this guy is famous. Like, why would he even bother me or what his point is? And he got upset and thought that, you know, like, what do you think? You know, I just, you know, I'm saying you just come up here, we're going to chill. Nah, dude, I already know what's on your mind. Like, I don't even know you. We're not even there for you to invite me to your room. Whatever the case is, okay. I'm saying, ladies, we have to be clear to set boundaries and 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 then another thing I don't I don't know um, I don't want to discredit anybody's situation I appreciate what congressman is doing at at, at some point I, I, I I'm very very hurt all I could do is cry when I, I I'm just very hurt that it came to this at the same time, it's 
he who he is very respectful and he means what he says in terms of of helping and and doing what he wants to do for women and and he's re- respectfully bowing out and unfortunately it's on the the watch of a president who feels that it's okay for him to touch women and do whatever he wants to do because he has money and he's he's it's been known publicly and he sits in office with no problem it's sad that the history decades decades of history is uh, is going out on such a note i mean yeah. i I, yeah. I mean and he's too it's almost like too old to fight he's not feeling well he's he's extremely up in age and um yeah. i mean very much so <clears throat> It's only so much he can take before they, you know, it could it could kill him, the, the, even to fight it. So well, we, we wish him well. Uh, I mean, we we definitely wish him well. We don't want to. I just hope his legacy doesn't die. I just hope his legacy. Well, hope not. Legacy. Jeez. I mean, that's just. We live in a world. No, I get it, but we, but we live in a world where things like that happen. People remember the last thing that a person's done. So regardless of this all the good you've done. It's just going to be what you did wrong is what you're going to be remembered for. That's just the way it works. And, and maybe, now, <clears throat> well, well, I want maybe to move I on. To, I want maybe to I need sure to do I a, okay, okay, you're, you're good, you're good. Maybe I just think do. maybe I need to do more research because I, from my understanding, I mean, it's a couple things that came out that seemed very minor, but that's only me because I wasn't the one in the situation. Well, and no, I've been that, in situations see, that may have appeared minor to uh, others. Well, but that, well that's a segue. And that's a segue into the conversation. I mean, well, you know, is there certain degrees, Jerome, of, you know, sexual harassment? Because we talked about this during the last segment. You know, Al Franken, this last accuser, oh, he put his hand, you know, on my back in a way. And, and, you know, and so it's like don't yeah. try to put your plight in the same arena of African Americans because that's the first thing people want to do. Oh, well. You know, that's how they treat the black people. Man, it's not even a comparison. You know, we talk about this with uh, how gays and lesbians have tried to, you know, compare their plight to what we do. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we're going down this whole women's thing uh, where women are saying, oh, my God. You know, so anytime a woman has a bad day, to me, what we're doing is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Jerome, if you don't see it the way I see it. So anytime a woman now is at a point where somebody came at them wrong, like her... Think about, think about what's going on with Harold Ford Jr. Now, I, I mean, I don't know all the particulars about that case, but once again, here's a situation where maybe he asked her out for drinks, and the lady didn't, you know, she was like, no, no, I don't want to do this or whatever. Then he apologized, saying hey, maybe I was a little fresh or whatever the case may be. All of a sudden now he's fired from his day job, and it looks like he's being suspended on MSNBC. So are we opening up or creating an environment that if a woman has a bad experience on a date, or bad experience, period, all she has to do is sound the alarms and people are going to come running to her and going to take her aside before even listening to what the guy has to say. You know, this whole conversation is, you know, I'm going to say it's just damn dumb to me. And the reason it is is because now people who get sexually assaulted, like they are, you would think that everybody's going to be overly sensitive, but it's the complete opposite. They're going to be taken with a doggone grain of salt. 
because this you think? Is kind oh of, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get you what you're what? saying. I was about to ask you. But you're right. You're right. I see it. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me put it this way. First of all, the thing that drives me nuts about the Democrats and the reason I don't like Democrats is because it's a really big tent party, and they act so doggone sensitive to any allegation, like anything. Mm. Right? Republicans. They're weak. Huh? They are weak. They're weak. You're right. Well, you know, and they're, they're they're not well. They are weak, but at the same time, their response is weak, right? So they can be strong because the the Democrats who went after Obama during his first term, they were like, "No, nah, we ain't trying to hear that." Those dudes were like the rednecks that were on the opposite side of him when they left. Like, like they were venomous, and those were Democrats. So I can probably break this down into a cultural issue, but I'm not going to do that right now. But the, the issue is, is that the Democrats, and I really don't like Kristen Gillibrand. Like, I don't forget either. her in all of that whiny part of what she's doing. Because I, I don't care how that looks one way or another, you are not a leader if you sit there and you can't differentiate between an allegation and something that's lawful, right? Like, so you can't say it looks this way, because if it looked this way, you should have impeached Trump a long time ago. I never heard Kristen Gillibrand come out and talk negative about Trump. She doesn't like him, but I ain't never hear her come out the way she went against Al Franken. she, You know, I never heard her go against Trump like she did against Al Franken. Same thing with Lisa McCarthy McCarthy out of uh, out of Alaska. Same thing with her, man. Same thing, Jerome. Yeah, I know she's a Republican. Same thing. That that is my point. So so who do you have to look to as a leader? And I know I've heard the clips of President Obama saying maybe we need to elect more women. We don't. If that is what we're getting for it, because my my issue with this is I know that that's a testosterone thing. So I I can admit that freely. Women are smarter than men out the gate. I can admit that. But I can tell you this, is that in leadership, if your butt can't stand up for something, you should not be in leadership. I don't care if you're male or female. Don't put people in there just because they're sensitive to one thing or the other. Right? Everything's not negotiated. The problem is, is that when you're talking about the Republicans and what that minority part of Republicans are doing, they're flat-out assaulting women's rights, civil rights, flat-out assaulting the social safety net, war-mongering, trying to create war everywhere they can get it, right? Adding a a trillion and a half to to the deficit. You're not upset about that, but it's like, well, he might have had his hand on her butt doing a picture, and I think that's unacceptable, and we have to have zero tolerance. If that's what your zero tolerance is, you don't need to be in office. You need to go work someplace at a, a women's shelter or or someplace that and, – and I'm not diminishing this. I don't care how anybody takes this. I know you'll probably get some bad um, 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 comments on this, but understand what I'm saying, right, because I have empathy like everybody else, but I don't assault women. So I may not be as sensitive to it, although I empathize. But it's not what I do, right? And I don't have any tolerance for people who assault children. I have none, right? And that probably is because I um, 
I can't relate to where they're coming from. So I would defer that to people who've been abused or people who work in those fields and hear those stories. I would defer to them. But in this case, I can tell you this. Since I don't have that kind of, I don't have that kind of balance for me to empathize with your illness when you sleep with a 14-year-old girl, I'd say give that fool a death penalty. I can be extreme about that kind of stuff. So you need to understand that I, I can admit to it. I'm not asking anybody to call into the show, but I'm sure I've hugged somebody and had my hand on somebody's, not their butt, but even on their back. I have held some woman's hand asking somebody to dance and didn't know her. I may have done that. I, I may have. So you can't just come back automatically because I wasn't trying to sexually assault that child. You know what I mean? I've helped old ladies cross the street. No, seriously. I agree. You, can't, you know what I mean? You cannot just say that because some guy hit on you, asked you for your phone number, um, went to hug you, accidentally brushed your chest or something. Like, you can't do that. Because, for one, I can say just for the record, if you're secure with your body generally, women have grazed against my butt. Somebody has, you know what I mean? Like, somebody has touched me where I was like, and they may have just just done it for accident. Some women have done it on purpose, and I've looked at them like they're crazy. But I don't feel abused because I am not an abused person. So I'm saying we get overly sensitive about the, of somebody's intentions. If you did something to me intentionally, then I will deal with that intentionally. You graze up against somebody, um, you can't just go back later and be like, I remember the time somebody put their hands on my shoulder. You know, I, and I didn't watch this, but even Tracy Ellis Ross was like, you know, you shouldn't touch any woman on the legs or the arms or the shoulders. That's invading their space. Like, man, please. Like, that's, go, that's going a bit far to me. Now, there are people out there who need to be dealt with, but I'll stop there. But that, this, that whole no. conversation is, it wears me out. No, I agree with you. And, you know, listen, and when I say I agree, I just want to make sure that I, I, I state my position. And, Mr. Elias, I want to hear from you next. My you know, I go back to what I've been saying for the past month since this thing first started to rear its head. I mean, the bottom line is, is that I continue to hear from guys from that show we had three weeks ago. You know, there has to be a there has to be a difference. You can't compare Senator Franken to what uh, Donald Trump has done. Well, I don't know. He grew up women too, but RT even with Roy Moore filling on you know fourteen year old girls. But then let's flip the script here, Mr. Elias, because one of the reasons why Roy Moore is still leading or starting to get a, a pretty decent lead in Alabama is because most people don't believe what the women are saying. So if you go back and look at, remember the guys who tried to set up the Washington Post with a fake accuser, and they ratted her out, and, and they, they dimed this person out to, to, to show that this was this this conservative uh, group that's you know did this whole acorn thing back during uh, during the presidential uh, campaigns of Barack Obama, but then so now you have a lady who comes back uh, and says Beverly Nelson comes out and says, "Well, I made some annotations to my yearbook," and so now that's all they need now. Oh, we told you. Now keep in mind, and I want to make sure we point this out that. 
this lady, Beverly Nelson, was not a part of the original group of women that the Washington Post first, you know, interviewed about Roy Moore. But because the Republicans are so disciplined with their message, they have, you know, they I don't know how they do this, but they always, always come out on top when it comes to this messaging, man. They don't give a damn what polls say. Look at they the tax don't. reform bill. They don't give a damn about what polls say. They like, we gonna do what we gonna do. The hell with what y'all think. And they continue to do it. So while Democrats are trying to get the moral high ground in this whole situation, right? Yeah, people, and this is what I don't get. This Beverly Nelson chick. Why didn't she say in the beginning that she added the note to remind her when this happened? So all of a sudden, we have this situation where people are saying, uh-huh, we told you. That's the first thing Trump talked about when he was in Florida, Mr. Elias. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are this, man. The Democrats, uh, to me, are very weak. And I've been saying this for the longest, and I'm going to continue to say it. And, and you know, uh, man, look, they, there's no way Kanye should have left, and there's no way that Al Franken should have left. They should have said, so damn what? When you get that damn pedophile out of here, then we'll talk about it. Now, I'm, I'm looking at Vice News and all the rest of this stuff, and they, they're, they're saying that the Republican Party is going to pay for, you know, this in the end because of, um, of what's going to happen in a new election year. I don't think so, because Republicans have gerrymandered the districts so damn bad that it does not even matter. It doesn't. So the Democrats need to come up with a new strategy. So if you want to go low, I'm going to go lower. We can, we can play this game as long as you want to. The Democrats always want to take the moral high road. And what has it gotten them? It's gotten them kicked in the ass. And they're not doing anything. So in, in, in essence, they need to go lower. Because the Republican Party is going lower and lower and lower. Mitch McConnell stood up there and said, I think he should. I should. He should resign. I think he should step down. Now, what is he saying? Oh well, I think that's going to be up to the ethics commission. Really? Yeah. You should. You should stick your own gun. He's changed his tone because that's what the Republican parties do. They stick beside their people. The Democrats it's run a tribal, and hide. It's huh? a tribal thing, Mr. Elliott. It's tribal. It's it's crazy they don't care. They don't care. They do not care at all because they were like, we are going to do this because they have not paid for it. Some of the comments that they've made since when President Obama was in the White House, they have not paid for it. What's the result of some of these things that they've done? They now control the House, the Senate, and now the presidency. So it's mm-hmm. like anything. If you don't punish a child when they do something wrong, they're going to continue to do it. Now, I think... This is going to come to, to a head in 2018, but we'll see. Mr. Elias, I know we have a phone caller. Who do we have on the line, sir? We have Pastor Donnie Jr. from California. Let's bring him into the show. Welcome into the serious side. Pastor, how are you? Good morning. 
Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO. I'm doing really excellent, man. I, I've been listening for quite some time, and y'all are bringing some healthy, healthy, healthy things to the from the spirit world into the forefront of reality that we need to talk about. Now, I just had to call in to give my support to the network because a lot of times shows like this get swept in front of the rug, and they don't run these 15-minute clips. When it's nonsense, we run those 15-minute clips 5,000 times. But when it's something that's going to uplift and empower us, we don't want to talk about that. So I just want to let y'all know as a pastor, y'all are 100% on the song. Keep pushing. Appreciate Thank you, sir. Appreciate the comment. What, what, what do you have to say about the, the topic at hand, about this whole thing with sexual harassment? What are your thoughts on this, Pastor? Well, uh, right now in 2017, well, let me just, uh, I, I need about 30 seconds. I come from the okay. age of eight tracks and analog. You know, when you actually the club. doing some business and uh, you was doing something, you had to look a person in the eye. Now we have what they call these internet gangsters. So everything right. that's been swept up front of the world because we have this uh, Wi-Fi. Now we we get to talk to other people. And overnight, man, I woke up. I see Terry Crews getting sexually harassed. I mean, everybody was getting sexually harassed. And Corey Feldman. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds, but. The thing, what, what, what I say, we live in an information age. You can't hide anything now. And people get discombobulated and confused whenever we are, know we're on the right track, and it's like we have a squirrel moment. We're going to pick up a check for a million dollars. We got everything in the car. And then here's somebody come and say, hey, we can't pay our rent. What's going on? Don't get lost. We're we already on the point. We was going to go pick up our check, but now somebody said we can't pay the rent. Now we're so busy complaining. We just missed our appointment to go pick up our million dollars, and that's why we're having a problem. So when it's the sexual harassment thing, it's a lot of people that miss their money because they have a squirrel moment. They didn't take their opportunity. But as soon as everybody held their hand up and said it happened to me, man, these lawyers are getting paid off of it. They're getting paid off all these lawsuits. I'm not saying that everybody was a part of these things, but it all kicked off with Bill Cosby. When that thing happened with Bill Cosby, it just said rapid fire. I'm like, oh, if that can happen? So I, I, I don't agree with what's going on, and if it's actually going on, it's not right. But then in some cases, some of these people are making these allegations to get a check, and those kind of people, that I don't agree with. My name is Pastor Dodger, the CEO, Entertainment Worldwide Network, Las Vegas. I've seen it all, brother. It's a 24-hour a freak show, but at the same time, there are some good things in Las Vegas. I have my daughter. I did my biggest project for Tito Jackson. But one thing I do know, sexual harassment goes on there rapid all the time, and it's mild about it. It's encouraged, and it's never anything said about it. So it's things that's done on a high level that everybody can see, but the things that hurt the worst are done behind the scenes that you can't see, and it comes out later. It's like you've been with a woman for five years, and you found out she cheated on you within the first six months. Now, you got kids together, you got cars, bank accounts, you can't leave. <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying? It, it, it just a, it, it's a different world that we live in in 2017. When I came up, man, you, you had to, like, get beat if you was caught stealing in the store. You had to come home before the street lights. All these things are taken for granted. The kids don't even go play outside anymore. And everybody, they don't love each other anymore. It's like, I hate you for hating me because I hate you because you hate me. But if we all just work together and realize that we all about ourselves, we all prejudice. I, I don't like being around broke people. If you got a broken spirit, if you're not about making that happen, I don't want to be around you. I work too hard to get to what I've got. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I got every day, man. I, I'm on a 24-hour grind. I, I can't even sleep and have time with my family because I do the pastor thing, the radio thing. But I know at some point I'm gonna be able to stop. But until I complete my mission for God, I can't. So I say all these right. things to say, as far as the topic of discussion with sexual harassment, it's going on at so many different levels in the church, in the lawyer's office, right. in the doctor's office, at the casino. But it's swept up under the rug, depending on the powerful person on the other end. And the person who's receiving the sexual harassment. So, um, man, y'all on fire today. All right. Shout out to the winning team. Appreciate it, man. All right, thank you so much for calling in, Pastor. Uh, very uh, intriguing comments, to say the least. 347-850-1272. All right, we have to get out of here because we have some other stuff. We have my favorite part of the show coming up. Plus, we have a lot of comments from the chatterbox section that's coming up as well. So let me take it around the table here real quick. Let me get your final thoughts on this whole situation when it comes to sexual harassment. And Jerome, let me start with you because, you know, obviously when this whole thing happened with Al Franken, you're the first person I thought of, the circular firing squad with Democrats. Your final thoughts on this? Well, okay. Um, I wanted to – you're saying um, – I was the first person you thought of when you um, – when they started well, talking yeah. about the – Yeah, you're, you know, always we talk about how, you know, Democrats eat their own. And so the first person, when he resigned, when all those senators came out and said, okay, he has to go, I said, man, see, Jerome's right. You know, and I, and I try not to say that publicly too much because, you know, me and you got that little battle going on behind the scenes. <laughs> but you know what, look, wow. man, that's why I call him the smartest man in the world, so I acknowledge what, what you say, man, most of me, well, pretty much all of it is on point, but every now and then, you know, you and I got to have that thing, but it's no big deal. But listen, I just want to get your thoughts on this, because I know that you're the first person I thought of when, once again, when Al right. Franken resigned. So let me get your final thoughts on this. Right, because, you know, here's the thing with me, is that you have to um, respect some things out of leadership, and there are some things you cannot do. But one of the things you can't do as a governing body is kind of how I feel about black folks generally. I am not really big on criticizing black folks generally. If they break the law, kill somebody, whatever, then I can kind of side with you. But I realize that what oppression does so and what supremacy does to black folks, and I know we have ailments and all that other stuff, but you know I don't like to spend a lot of time on that. So it always, when, whenever we have topics where people just start bashing the whole, you know, whole swath of people when it comes to black folks, I think that we don't take in consideration what oppression and supremacy does. In this case, I, I understand as well, when we talk about leadership, we, you don't realize how fragile it is for people to make an accusation against you and why people are crazy on one side and then they're crazier on the other. So with Republicans, you can do dang near anything. Like Donald Trump said, I can go shoot somebody and I'd be cool. You know, Roy Moore is fine because now they don't believe all of those women. But at the same time, Al Franken, not even, like, you know, gosh, not even a good amount of time had passed before his own party turned against him, where the Republican Party will just shut up. Every allegation about this Russia stuff that comes out about Donald Trump, the Republican Party don't talk. You just see a mm-hmm. bunch of Democrats on TV. And then when it seems like, oh, somebody misreported what time the conversation happened, they'll go, oh, see, the whole thing must be wrong because the time was wrong when that person said it. They used the wrong date, right? Those guys are right. clever at right. that. 
And I think that that is something that we need to always consider, especially those of us who are in leadership. And we have to be conscious. We need to know information before we go talk to other people. So for me, to have your leaders roll on you, now I'm no big Harold Ford Jr. fan either. Not at all. I don't like Harold Ford Jr. I can't say that I'm not a fan of his. I don't like him as, as his perspective is because I don't think it serves any good um, um, purpose for the holistic, um, holistically for um, the community. But I can say that I would not jump on a bandwagon to get him gone either if he didn't do anything. I don't know. But I don't know anything about that case. And I did. I do know something about it, but not a lot. But all I'm saying is that right. we have to, especially thus, uh, those of us who are doing radio, those of us who are putting out thought, those of us who are in leadership, we need to be a little bit more solid in how we approach situations more than we have to speculate like we're sitting in a barbershop. I don't like that kind of talk, right. and I usually opt out of barbershop conversations. So. There you have it. We we need to we need to get leaders who have some backbone. Is the more moral of that story. Good one, man. Good stuff, uh, Doctor Princess. Do you your final thoughts on this? My final thought is this. First, I say that um, I'm very hurt. What happened with Congressman Conyers? Very much so. At the same time. My, I empathize with the women who have been in situations where they have deemed um, it to be themselves to be violated in those scenarios. I say to women, you have to set boundaries. And there are certain things, certain lines you don't cross. And I also understand for women who understand that, that regardless if you set a boundary, there are men who are malicious and will cross those lines in spite of your boundary. I understand that, too. So I just say that, A, you know, for the women, speak, continue to speak out. If you've been wronged and you've been violated, continue to speak out. And I'll also say for congressmen, he has done a lot of great work, and it almost is sad that even saying this right now, I feel like, how can I say that right now for the woman who felt that she was violated? I, it's, you know what, Jay? I don't even know what, you know what, Jay? This is such a touchy thing because cause it's so touchy. I don't want to disrespect the woman. At the same time, I want Congressman's legacy to not ever be forgotten because he has done so much. And even in his resignation, it has been with respect and for what he feels is right to do. And even that, to me, is um, honorable in the way he bowed out. All right, sounds good. Mr. Elias, let me get your final thought on this on this topic, man, because we're up against it. Let me just give a programming announcement. We're going to go a little over this morning because I want to make sure that Jerome gets a good 20 minutes of on a need-to-know basis this morning. So just wanted to put that out there. So if, in order to hear it, after the top of the hour, you're going to have to call in 347-850-1272 because uh, obviously the live stream cuts off at the top of the hour. Mr. Elias, man, give me your final thoughts on this. Well, my final thoughts are this. Uh, I know we talked about sex harassment last week, and I told the story of 
of the uh, of the woman at my office. How I always said good morning, beautiful to her. And then I, you know, I had a yeah. conversation with her in, in our kitchen, and I said, hey, you know, I'm gonna stop doing that because you know we talked about it on the on, on radio show that I'm on, and um, we talked about uh, you know it being sexual harassment. Said, well, you know what? I don't consider it sexual harassment. Uh, and if you stop calling me beautiful, I'm gonna be really pissed off. So sexual harassment is, I, I guess, it's in the eyes of the beholder. You know, so if, if you call a woman beautiful, uh, is that really sexual harassment? Or is that just giving her a compliment? So that's well, that's my take on it. That's interesting. All right, tell you what, coming up, Chatterbox. Comments are coming up on Chatterbox, that's for sure. Plus, looks like we have another caller here, so maybe we'll take that call during Chatterbox as well. That'll be there on the air mm-hmm. comment. All right, we'll be right back. Oh, okay. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Serious Side. On a need for no basis with Jerome Esprit is coming up next here on the Serious Side of the J. Roll Show. Which of the angles on the board are the one from the quiz on Friday? Jaden? Research shows more and more 12 to 15-year-olds have arteries similar to that of a 45-year-old. But it doesn't have to be that way. Don't let your children grow up too fast. Encourage them to act their age through regular exercise and healthy eating. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of The Serious Side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's The Serious Side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is time for Chatterbox Final Thoughts from the uh, world-famous chat room and from social media. And our uh, official texters checked in, Johnny D, as well. We'll read those comments. Right now, Mr. Elias, let me yield the floor to you. What do you have? Because, man, I have a lot. Wow. Oh, this is Al Covina, man. He said, TV One Show had too many republics on it for me uh, for me to watch often. Uh, TV shows, too, too, uh, the TV show is probably too intellectual for average black person out here. Black people focus on the love of hip-hop type shows. They could have tried <laughs> to have a female co-host who appealed to millennial generation. And he said, responding to the Roy Moore situation, they are who we thought they were. In the words of the late Dennis Green. Oh, man, good stuff, Kavina, as always. All right, the residential texture, the official text of the show, Johnny D. checked and he says, look, Al Franken, it is truly concerning when the accusations of sexual harassment lodged against Al Franklin occurred during the time he was a comedian and author. The initial complainant was, in fact, on tour with Al Franken performing. Although I'm not excusing the behavior of most comedians, they often cross the line of morality when expressing their comedic prowess. The subject needs to remain on the conscience of everyone. However, the lack of morality exhibited daily in American society has no specificity to race, gender, age, political affiliation. If you want to get to the root, because you can go back to the beginning of time when women were considered property and less than a man. The perils to slavery are the same as those in power will always attempt to impose their will on those whom are powerless. Respectfully, the acknowledgement, the admonishment, I should say, of the Democratic Party is unjust. All right, so let me get out here to Mac. Mac from the Bronx he says, in my opinion, this sets the women's movement back. All right, all right, we hear you, we hear you, Mac. Carla from San Francisco, the female pilot sounded as if she was blaming the female for going to a guy's room at that time of night. Kudos to the host for clarifying her comments. Thank you, Carla. Sheila from Lake Charles. I'm shocked to hear Mr. Spree's remarks during your last segment. He will continue to be my favorite voice on the show, but I'm disappointed with his commentary this morning. Ouch. Carlos from Indianapolis. This is a full assault on men. Where do we draw the line? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The topic of the future, men. Uh, ooh, that was from last week. I'm sorry. Here's one from Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. To Pastor Don Jr. from Vegas, your comments are not helpful to the national discourse. Stick to preaching in your church. Man, these people are daily this morning. What is up with all that? All right. Oh, sorry, Mike. Mike's not on. I'm sorry. All right. And on that note, you know what time it is. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, like I mentioned, we're going for another 20 minutes because we got to get Jerome in. So it is time for only need to know basis with the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, what do you have this morning? I have to start off with, um, no, no, I'm here. So, you know, I had to start off with uh, addressing the Lake Charles person. You know, I have family there, so, hey, you know, if you have any questions, you can always, uh, you can always write me. To the same address that um, yeah, you know, it's not that I don't take criticism. I understand how sensitive people are. I don't know anything about that. Right. That's all I'm. Saying. All right. So I've heard the story. 
the richest one percent. Hey, you know what? I don't mind criticism at all, but somebody has to take the lead. Now, the richest one percent owns half the world's wealth, as the gap between the super rich um, widens in this new annual report. So, the global millionaires who make up one percent of the adult population owns fifty-one percent of the world's wealth, or one hundred and forty trillion dollars. Mm. That's the number. One hundred and forty wow. trillion dollars. Just wanted to make sure that uh, crazy. Put it in perspective, yeah. huh? Wow, yeah, we want crazy. we want to definitely put uh, put that back in the back in the perspective. So, you know, um, beyond that, we have um, Parkinson's is a. Uh, I guess Parkinson's disease, that pandemic. They said that that's still on the horizon. And that researchers right. are saying that the cases are doubling again um, in the next 25 really? years. The world, yeah, we have the. Um, it's now the world's fastest growing neurological disorder, ahead of dementia. So hmm. there are now 6.9 million Parkinson's patients worldwide, um, and by 2040, that number will go to 14. Yeah, it'll go to fourteen two. I think is the number. That's a shame. I know. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I know that. You know, I, I'm sorry. Those, those numbers are just a little bit, a little bit much. But any, anyway, so I, I forgot this part of our our number story. But the top one percent who owns forty percent of the wealth in the U.S., while the bottom percent owns just ten percent. The bottom eighty. <laughs> owns 10% of the wealth in the United States. So it's the highest disparity in 50 years. Damn. Yeah. He found that, that the wealth owned by the bottom 90% has decreased since 1962. Mm. Yeah. So as we keep talking noise about, hey, we need to cut taxes for the rich, and y'all yeah. need to give more to a system where you don't have any money already. Just know who the who that tax set is going to. Yeah. So a new report said that the melting Arctic ice, sea ice, could render California vulnerable um, to a recurrence of several droughts that they've seen suffered in recent years. And they're saying it's just because the um, the Arctic ice melting is pushing away rain-bearing storms. So they, with all these wildfires going on, that they expect it to be more and be worse. Um, of drought seasons in California. Mm. I know this. This is apparently a good news show, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. The, um, before, yeah. I mean, have I you have ever this. heard of the line? Hey, Jerome, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of the line "Tis the season to be jolly"? My goodness, man, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, come on, man. This is the Christmas spirit. Hey. Hey. This is. Hey, it has to <laughs> Thank you. Tell the truth, brother. <laughs> Tell the truth. Yeah, being, being trust later doesn't help. So, a new report la, 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 la. <laughs> A All new right, report man. Uh, shows that um, the rate of adults getting vaccinated against influenza has dropped 3.7%, meaning just a third of people are protected. So, they're saying that people need to get their flu shots. And at the same time, Next news story goes like this. America faces one of the worst flu seasons ever 
as doctors warned that the vaccine is only 10% effective yes. this year. I've heard so, that, too. And you're right. Yeah. I've had the flu twice, yeah. and I got a shot this year. Please. Hey, don't get a – I'm sorry. Don't get a flu shot. It's, no. It's like I already got it. For, it's, it's not effective. No. They're saying I didn't get it. Uh, duh. <laughs> the U.S. will be hit by the H3N2 strain this year. It's the same strain responsible for the biggest outbreaks in uh, recent history, and the one that just um, wreaked havoc in Australia. So the H3N2 flu strain. Um, get some elderberry tea or some syrup, but I'm not giving you medical advice. It just tastes good. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Good when you got the uh, Now I know you guys heard the news about the high um, Bitcoin prices. Were they about fourteen, yeah. fifteen thousand dollars a share? Yeah. Well, yeah, I missed out on that one. You what? I missed out on that one. Oh, Invest your money. You would think. But here's the problem with Bitcoin, because someone called me this week and asked me, you know, what did I think about Bitcoin? And this news story had already, I had already had it, um, had it up on the radar. But a Slovenian um, Bitcoin marketplace called NiceHash said that the total um, contents of this Bitcoin wallet was taken. So the company reported it to police and told all the users to change the password. So with those high rate, rates, they lost a couple hundred billion dollars in bitcoins that was stolen. Damn. Just remember, if your money is on the internet, you can be hacked. So yeah, it's not a secure place. You're like, yeah, I got a bitcoin that's worth like twenty million dollars, and you're like, okay, it's stolen. <laughs> well, who are you gonna call? Are you gonna go track track that? I don't think so. Ghostbusters. So. If you got bitcoins like that, that's just an electronic transfer of um, currency. And if the world loses power, you still are broke. <laughs> so I wouldn't really, wouldn't really mess with it. <laughs> it seems kind of flaky. You're like, wait a minute, we got a power outage. I need to get some. I need to get some milk and eggs. <laughs> but you ain't got no money. Yeah, you, and plus you can't spend bitcoins. It's not. <laughs> you can't. You can't go to the store and get no gas in your car with no bitcoin. I just want that. So you could be rich on paper. So why don't we play this game? We're all got. We all have bitcoins, but you just can't spend them. Mm. We're all rich. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's fine. Whatever. The, the Pope says that he wants to change the words of the Lord's Prayer because the current interpretation yeah, is that God leads us into temptation. So Pope Francis, okay. the, the Roman Catholic Church, should adopt a better translation of the phrase. Lead us not unto temptation in the Lord's Prayer, saying that it could be misinterpreted. People thinking they're saying that the Lord is actually leading you to temptation. Huh. I don't get that, but it's so quirky to me. I don't either. But, yeah. Well, he thinks that saying lead us into temptation is like saying lead us not into temptation. So I thought, that, I, thought, I thought that's what it said, lead us not into temptation. Yes, it does. So he's saying mm-hmm. people may misinterpret it by saying, okay, like, I got you. Saying, if not, they may miss the not part. Okay. Thinking that God is making my head hurt. And you're asking him not to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, 
Right. You think that he normally leads you there, but you asking him not to do it because he normally leads you to temptation. Mm. So he said it's oh, being okay. misinterpreted. Yeah, right. I don't hey, know where that's going but I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're less than a minute. If you want to hear the rest of this, give us a call right now, 347-850-1272. We have another 10 minutes. Come on in to get it, plus our final thoughts. Oh, hey, man. It's on you, dog. Okay, the head of Pakistan's Air Force has ordered his force to shoot down all drones that enter into his country's airspace. That's including the ones that belong to the U.S. Okay, and again, Pakistan has nuclear weapons, so they're not playing with nobody anymore. So thanks, Donald Trump, for that whole Jerusalem thing, because technically ain't nobody liking you no more. You know, people took for granted that President Obama smoothed out our relationships around the world. But the nuclear countries are not like us. The Pakistans, the Afghanistans, we need to be careful of India. You know, it's not North Korea. It's the other folks, too. So they just kind of threw it on their gauntlet on the, on the low, too. Like nobody really reported on that. But Pakistan said that they're shooting down any U.S. drones that cross their airspace. So um, Beyonce presented Colin Kaepernick with the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award on Tuesday night, and he was promised, yeah, yeah, that with or without the NFL platform, he'll continue to work for the people. So, you know, Beyonce said to Kaepernick, you know, while she was doing the the introductions, by the way, she was a surprise because um, Daily Show host and comedian Trevor Noah brought out Beyonce, and um, she said that she was proud and humbled to present the award to him, and that he had the current um, the courage to open what she called an important conversation about race in the country. And she said thank you to him. So, you know, the 22-time Grammy winner, which I don't like to say about anybody about their awards, but Beyonce, you know, have taken a lot of heat online for even supporting Kaepernick. But I say. Somebody needs to stand up, so good for her for doing that. Now, if you mm-hmm. want to see the full yeah, interview, yeah. It, it was um, broadcast on um, um, this past Friday, and I'm sure it was on the NBC Sports Network, so I'm sure it's on YouTube. And by the way, last year, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar called Cabinet, like he, he received that Muhammad Ali Award. He said that a worthy recipient is Colin Kaepernick. He said that during his own video tribute last year. So whether they were being conservative, Sports Illustrated, and didn't want to make waves and give Kaepernick the award, when Kareem got it, he said y'all should have gave it to Kaepernick. Hmm. Isn't that an interesting oh, speech? Wow. He's like, yeah, thanks, no. give it to Kaepernick. <laughs> but, but to the credit of Ali's family, Ali's family decided who gets that award. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, President Obama, because you have to really remember that he's the He's a real president in this little stand-in. President Obama <laughs> he appeared to, to compare that dotard president to Hitler. Hitler's rise to power during a speech in Chicago this week. Now, the former president was speaking at an event thrown by the Economic Club of Chicago at the Hilton Hotel uh, where he made his official remarks. He said, without mentioning the current guy's name, um, President Obama told the gathering... We have to tend to this garden of democracy or else things could fall apart quickly. And that would happen, that's what happened in Germany in the 30s. 
which despite the democracy of um, the republic and centuries of high-level cultural and scientific achievements, Adolf Hitler rose to dominate. 60 million people died. So you probably, so you've got to pay attention. And um, he said that, he told the audience that we cannot grow complacent and take democracy for granted. So with all this other stuff going on, I'm sure they're going to start taking some shots at the, at the president. But whatever. You take a shot at a real president opposed to <laughs> that. That fool going to take his, take his, like, toys and run. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Trent Franks, an Arizona Republican, is, um, was expected to resign, and he did, claims his inappropriate behavior, um, according to the Arizona Republic newspaper. So he resigned on Thursday because of his sexual assault. Those weren't allegations, what he did to somebody, but I have to say allegations in the news. And um, Carol Ford Jr., I know we talked about him, but he said it simply didn't happen. After, And he said he will, he, he'll sue after his termination from Morgan Stanley for grabbing women. So the unnamed woman said that um, um, Ford um, grabbed her forcibly during a meeting several years ago. Uh, Again, I... Yeah, it's it's a he said, she said thing, but I don't know if you should get fired if there's no proof. Because we should still start a hashtag... I know that food's racist, and we should just be out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Now, white folks will get mad, but we know when people are racist against us. We don't need no big committee. We should do really? mm-hmm. um, the Utah, Utah governor, Steve, um, called Steve Bannon a Mormon bigot after he lashed out at Mitt Romney <laughs> for working as a missionary during the Vietnam War. <laughs> so, you know, what's really funny about Trump and Bannon and all those guys the people who are scared to go to war always want to fight somebody. Right. George W. Yeah. They always want to fight somebody. Rush them off. Don't, don't, don't uh-huh. leave out that draft dodger. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he is. Now, a New York City Airbnb guest who hid cameras in a bathroom so he could watch people on the toilet in the shower is arrested and banned from their rental website. This guy, Ron oh Rothman, 44, planted cameras in the bathroom of an apartment in New York City so he could secretly watch his two roommates in the bathroom. Yeah, we have sick people. Sick. Here. Now, a Pennsylvania gas station installed blue lights in the bathroom to make it harder for drug addicts to see their veins. So this gas station called um, Gas Station in New Kingston installed lights this week, and they said that it is not clear of any drug users have overdosed in their bathrooms, but local police said that two um, addicts a month die in other gas station bathrooms in Pennsylvania. Now, here's the thing. Um, I am old enough to remember parties with blue lights and red lights and stuff, and I oh, am not yeah. going to no that has a blue light in it. <laughs> it's like, like the place you want to. <laughs> you do not want to be in. And I think they make the bathrooms a little bit more dangerous, too. Can you imagine? You walk into some blue light bathroom. Yeah. It'll be hard to be a little comfortable there. All right. So, Jordan Peele 
who's the uh, actor and director, he's 38, has confirmed Wednesday that he'll be heading up the reboot of the iconic sci-fi series, The Twilight Zone, for CBS. So he said that too many times this year, it's felt like we're living in the Twilight Zone. So, you know, Peel uh, said that he thinks that he could... He can't think of a better moment to reintroduce the series to a modern audience. Now, if you don't know who Jordan Peele is, he did the movie Get Out and is a part of the duel. Yeah. He and Peele. Yeah. But yeah, he's right yeah, about I'm that. Not, you, not um, a big fan. You said you're not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of these remakes making original. They did this one. Yeah. Yeah, some of the remakes can get a little hokey, but yeah, that is. That's the thing, but the Twilight Zone for sketch comedy people, he did such a good job at Get Out of uh, a world like we can relate to it now, and you can see where it's going. So X Files, I think Twilight Zone, all those things are necessary because we need to see where this place is going if we stay along our same class. So depending on what your imagination is, um, I think it might be cool. We'll we'll see how that goes. Okay, you know, LeVar Ball announced that his son, Lee Angelo and LaMelo, have signed with an agent, hoping to play overseas. So the former player, Lee Angelo Ball, and his younger brother, LaMelo, have signed with agents, and he said he's preparing them for the NBA. Now, I know people take shots at that guy, you know, for not liking him or whatever, but, you know, hey... I can't blame them. They would. They got. They graduated high school, and you wouldn't care if they worked at Burger King. So, mind you, this. Well, you know the thing I is, want to, if the son that they pulled from UCLA, that guy, they said he wasn't going to be the real player time. This guy, you know what? We'll talk about on Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio. He's a clown. Again, I can't really be mad at him. I'm just saying, nobody would care about them kids. Um, if they, when they're not making money for the establishment and they go outside of um, for general daddy. society, we get mad at the guy. Like we did Serena Williams' father. I, 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 I think this guy is brilliant, to be honest, Jerome. I do. Yeah, I think he's very brilliant. Hell. I can't understand you, man. Your mic is messed up, Jay. I can't understand you. Your mic is messed up. Okay, I think that's on purpose, but whatever. No, I'm serious. (laughs) Jerome, is this mic messed up? Yeah, it is. It has a digital sound to it, Jay. That's up. Yeah. It has like a getting deep. Okay. Oh, so, really? Okay. Well, let me let me say this. Come, hey, let's have this debate. On I can't House do it. Radio. I cannot understand you. Can you understand let's that? Let's have this debate on Power House Sports Talk Radio. How about that? He thinks it's a conspiracy. We're all. <laughs> I can't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the full garbage. I was gonna say all now right. send Jay some messages <laughs> on social media and telling him that we didn't do that. That his mic is not doing that. Go ahead, Jay. What were you saying? No, no. I, I was saying we can have this debate on Power House Sports Talk Radio, but still, it's me and you about LeVar Ball Ball. Oh, I, I, I'm going to show up, too, so y'all let me know. I would be glad to do that, Jay, because you know what? No problem. You know something? All that stuff that everybody talks about this cat, you know something, man? 
when he when when his son got arrested at, over at, 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 um, in um in China, how much how much how much did his stock go up? How much money did he get invested in him, man? Come on, man. We'll talk about that. This is the time. I wish you could fix your mic, man. It's horrible. Okay, so here, here's the here's the last story. I just wanted to say that there's a story out. I don't get this, but there was a story in Britain saying that labeling millennials snowflakes will damage their mental health. So a survey of people 16 to 24, they said almost three quarters of Britons from 16 to 24 years old believe that the moniker is unfair and um, a detriment and could be negatively affect their mental health. This is according to a survey of 2,000 people. Now, I'm not being sensitive, but some people call you the N-word and see how that makes you feel. But snowflake, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like, you call me... feel no kind of way about calling nobody else names, but when they get called names, they won't feel some kind of way. Um, that's how sympathetic oh, okay. I feel today. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I know I'm still going to address, um, sometimes I will address some of the comments that people have in the chat, and or in the chat or whatever, social media. Just remember that my perspective is not coming from my own personal issues with any of this stuff. I think that as leaders, we need to kind of understand situations and make sure that we move conversations along. I am not advocating for anybody who commits any kind of crime or whatever um, sexual harassment or anything like that not devaluing women I don't do that but what I am saying is that we need to be smarter and just being accused doesn't make you guilty but there are a lot of men who are just pigs and I know I got see I got the opposite the time before that I was too hard on men and then now I'm getting the opposite that I'm probably not being sensitive to women but just remember that there is balance in life and we just kind of need to see um, what is true and what isn't, and stop falling for the okie doke. So, on that note, I will see everybody again next week. Now, holla. All right, man. Good stuff. It's the first and last word, final thoughts, sir. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, and here in Gary, Indiana, we lost a uh, an icon, uh, and locally, our local icon here. Uh, Jay, you and I used to hang out with his brother, Freddie Way. We lost, we lost yeah. his second brother, Marvin. And Marvin was a, you know, little bitty cat that we we've known since he was a, I mean, a youngster, and and, and we lost him in a car accident where a car, where a truck hit the back of another truck and pushed him up on another truck and killed him. So Marvin Ray, you will be missed. You are an icon in Gary, and you were royalty, my brother. God bless you and your family. Well, it's well, well said. I don't know if there's anything I can add to that. The only thing I can say, I'm sorry, by the way. Okay. No one, no man on the show, no man on the show is trying to downplay it.
somebody on their foot or on his hands or their back. And I can't believe I'm saying this as if it's kind of matter of factly. But come on, you know, we always tell our brothers and sisters, I tell our fathers, the men with your big boy clothes on, step up and do what you have to do. Put your to the ladies, put your big panties on. Come on. Let's not be so sensitive. We're going to lose an icon that's going to force women's rights because he grabs your butt or something. Once again, you can send the comments. That's okay. But the bottom line is we have to know there's a difference between grabbing somebody on their butt and sexually harassing a female. We're getting to the point, like Jerome said in the show, we're going to make it to a point where it really doesn't matter. So people who have legitimate issues are not going to be heard because we're filling the airways with a lot of this nonsense. Step up to the plate, ladies. Let's think about this before we speak out to the public. And on that note, Mr. Hallett, It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. So it's been a pleasure serving you. So for Mr. Elliott, Dr. Prince of the One main man, Jerome is free. I'm J. Rao. Have a great work week. And remember, this Sunday we're talking serious stuff again. Serious side. We'll see you next week. God bless. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.